0: You're listening to the Thriving Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Abby Sanchez, and this is episode 116 Units that Stick Together. Did you know your nursing dream job is out there? But it's not something you find, it's something you create. And I can show you how. I'm Abby Sanchez, and I'm a life coach for nurses. Using my experience at the bedside, along with my psychology degree, I help nurses build confidence, manage overwhelm, and fall in love or back in love with being a nurse. So come along with me and I'll help you create the career and life you crave. You ready? Let's go. Hey there, my friends. I had quite the week last week. (laughs) My husband was out of town and sometimes I rock it. Like he's a night shifter, so he's gone a lot or sleeping during the day and I can rock it with the kids sometimes. This week, I did not rock it. (laughs) I was just kind of exhausted and crabby. And not only that had a few technical difficulties, our car, the battery kept dying. First time it happened, I wasn't sure if just the lights had been left on or something weird, you know? And so I had my neighbor come and jump the car. And then it was good for a couple days. And then it did it again. So I had to go over to my neighbor's, knock on his door at, you know, a little before eight in the morning to have him come jump the car so I could take my daughter to preschool. After that, I just took it, got a new battery and got it all worked out. But I was thinking, you know, despite this frustration, I was also feeling so much gratitude for my neighbor. I have the best neighbor in the world, you guys. His name is Al. He's the sweetest man. He's basically like a grandpa to my kids, Evelyn If she sees him outside, she will run across both of our yards and give him a big hug. And he's always got treats for her, which totally helps. (laughs) But we just love Al. When we go out of town, he's the one who gets our mail for us and waters our plants. And we help him move furniture, do whatever we can to be useful neighbors, which he does way more than we do, I'll be honest. But I was just thinking about how grateful I am for this neighbor and how he not only is kind to us, but he's that way to everyone in our neighborhood. So he will sit outside. A lot of times he's got, you know, just a little chair and he'll like to sit out in the sun and read the newspaper and whoever walks by, he'll just strike up a conversation with them. He'll chat with them about their dog or catch up with them about their kids. So I know that he's been doing this for a long time and he remembers the conversations he has with people. And as people walk by, he knows them. He's built a relationship with them over the years. The other day, I was so impressed we were coming in the house and the FedEx guy was driving by. And Al struck up this conversation with him and it was like they were buddies. So I know it's not just me and my family, though I like to think we're special, but Al is just one of those people that is so kind to everyone. And he's like the glue of our neighborhood or at least our street. So it got me thinking about units, about our units, our facilities, where we work. And holding people together and creating that environment of kindness and compassion and friendship, not just being coworkers, not just being someone you see during your shift and then you go home and don't think about them ever again, like having real relationships with the people we work with. And so I wanted to draw from that with Al, from my inspiration of him and pull from that and other things to help us create more unified teams. I called this podcast episode Units That Stick Together. I was kind of maxing out my pun cheesiness because often what these people are called are glue guys. In the field of sports, they call them glue guys. So I called this episode Units That Stick Together. I told you, I know I'm being cheesy because these glue guys or glue gals, we could say, are what hold teams together. So in sports, they call them glue guys because it's the person creates that unity in the team. And team managers know those people are so important. NBA teams and professional sports teams, when they're going on tour, think of how much time they're spending with their team. They're on the road a lot. They're living together. They need to not only be able to basketball or baseball together and be in sync in that way, but they also need to be able to respect each other and feel a closeness and connection with each other. That's so important to prevent burnout when they're on the road and to keep people from feeling depressed and lonely while they're away from their families. So teams know that these glue guys are so important. And I think that sometimes these glue people go underappreciated. And let me tell you what I mean by this. Not that people don't like them, but I think for us, it's really easy to see the value of that really focused, dedicated nurse. The one who's on top of things, who has all the answers. So as a team, we know like, oh, they should be the charge nurse, or they're someone who just has it all together. I know that they really know and understand their stuff. And obviously that's so important. For good patient care, we need to be educated and informed, right? And I think managers love those people too. They're like, that's the staff member who I know is gonna always behave professionally. They're gonna be on time. They're gonna chart everything appropriately. And so it's easy for people to see the value in those people. And I'm not trying to say those people aren't valuable, right, I think they deserve to be appreciated, but also, The glue guys, which I don't know what to call them because I know most of the nurses. (laughs) Nursing is a female-dominated profession. Not that I want to exclude men either, but saying glue people just sounds weird. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them the glue people. We're just going to embrace it, okay? So the glue people on our units... Sometimes they're striking up conversations that aren't work-related, and people are laughing and getting loud. And that can be a little bit disruptive to patient care, or it can be disruptive to other staff members who are feeling stressed out and really want to focus and need it to be quiet. And so I think there's a balance. I'm not saying we have to be loud and inappropriate and inconsiderate of our patients or others, but sometimes... Because we're feeling frustrated about people being loud or laughing too much, we don't recognize the significance of what is happening in those moments. In those moments, when people aren't thinking about the stress of work and they're laughing and they're connecting on a deeper level, that is so important. It's so important to build cohesion in the team because when they see each other as real human beings, as people with Families and hopes and emotions, not just robots going about their shift, then they're more willing to step in and help each other with their patients and with the stress of life. Able to have those conversations, to feel comfortable to have conversations about what's going on outside of work, why their eyes are kind of red and puffy today, why they look so tired and exhausted instead of just writing it off as, well, their night shift or it's seven in the morning, of course they're tired. When we get to know each other in this other way, then we can sense when someone's a little off. If we don't know what it looks like for them to be, quote unquote, on, to be feeling well, to be feeling healthy, then it's hard to notice when something's going wrong for them, when they're acting just a little bit different, when they might need someone to talk to. And so I think that is the significance of these glue people. They lighten the mood. They bring a positive energy that then fuels people to keep going during their shifts, to work through the stressful parts, and to be able to rely on each other for bigger life concerns. Now, this isn't just something that I think is a good idea, though I do enjoy having fun with my coworkers and having connection in that way, but this is something that research actually backs up, that when we feel connected to our teams, we're more productive, So IBM did some research on this. They had MIT researchers spend a year following 2,600 of their employees, and they were able to even quantify how much increased revenue, one more email contact on their email list added or their buddy groups. So for each additional person, it was $948 more in revenue. Pretty crazy, right? Now... It's a little different for us as nurses we're not going to be measuring our email list but what about if we measured how many real conversations we had with our co-workers every interaction we had that wasn't just about oh this patient needs to be toileted or can you take the admit like real conversations where we asked each other about our days and about our lives or about what was bothering us if we had those real conversations i wonder how much more productive we'd be. And maybe it would bring more revenue to the hospitals. I wonder how much more we'd get done during our shifts. Isn't that kind of interesting to think about? Like if I actually stopped and talked to someone, which we often don't do because we think we'll fall behind. But if I had that dopamine boost and less cortisol in my body as I'm going about my shift, even if I slowed down and took the time to talk to a coworker, maybe... I would actually be more productive because I'd think more clearly. I'd have more positive energy driving me. I'd feel more motivated to go and get tasks done. From the hospital perspective or from our facilities perspective, it could have such a huge impact. If turnover was lower, they're going to save so much money. It costs like $30,000 to $50,000 to train a new nurse. So what if something as simple as a light conversation during your shift could improve the retention of a unit, not just for those monetary gains, but for the morale as a whole. It's kind of crazy how powerful it could be. And the fact that so many top companies in the world embrace this attitude of building connection between their employees shows me that it's probably a pretty good move financially and otherwise. So Google we all know is crazy successful, right? This is something that they reflect in their practice as a business. They intentionally keep cafeterias open long past workday hours so that employees can have dinner together and stay and hang out and chat and build that connection. And UPS, but I think this is kind of cool, UPS, their drivers are driving around by themselves delivering packages, which to me seems like a kind of lonely job. But UPS recognizes the importance of social connection, and so they encourage their drivers to meet up for lunch. So sometimes you might see several UPS trucks all parked together with the drivers hanging out and eating lunch. And I think that's really cool because that takes them off track. They're going to be using more gas and taking more time to go meet up with each other to leave their zones and go meet up with each other but ups recognizes that that social connection is so important so while we can do things in our hospitals to facilitate that you know we could go to our managers or to administration and say hey these are some ideas i have that system wide we could change things to create more connection between people it doesn't have to be that big i want you to know it doesn't have to be on a systemic level For you to make a huge impact. You as an individual can be a glue guy or a glue gal. You can be a glue person that creates this environment of unity and encourages people to connect. And I want you to know that you as an individual can use your unique strengths to do that. There isn't a set list of things you have to do and you don't have to be the most popular person. You don't have to be the leader of the clique. To be the one to be a glue person, to bring people together. Like when I think about Al, my neighbor, he doesn't live in the fanciest house on the block. He's not the person that everyone's like, oh my gosh, he's so successful. I want to be like Al. He's just a regular guy who's kind and helpful and interested, which actually maybe isn't very regular. Maybe that's pretty special. But on the surface, it looks like just a normal person, right? But that's not the norm sometimes, right? But you don't have to be fancy. You don't have to be someone who considers yourself a leader. You can find ways that feel right to you to be that glue person on your unit. So if you're someone who's already in a leadership position, and I don't just mean like leadership like you're a charge nurse, but leadership socially, like people look up to you, they flock to you, you have a big network of friends totally use that position to extend kindness to people in other friend groups in your hospital or to other units. You can have a huge impact that way. But if you're not one of those people who you don't see yourself as being one of those top social leaders, that's okay too. You can be one of those people who travels between the groups, who unites them all. Did you guys ever know someone like that? Like in high school or college who they were kind of friends of every friend group. They weren't just in one group and only hung out with their select five or 10 people. They were the people who were friends with everyone. They would hang out with the athletes. They'd hang out with people in band and choir. They just had such eclectic group of friends and they'd kind of bounce back and forth between the groups. And sometimes they would bring people from one group into the other one and introduce people across groups and help build that connection between different friend groups. So you could be one of those people and you can do it in whatever way feels authentic to you and whatever really plays to your unique strengths. So I brag about my husband on the podcast all the time, but he is a glue guy for our unit. He really is. I think I've told you guys before, he's the one always doing potlucks when we have a new person and it's their first day, he does a welcome potluck for them. And then when we have someone leaving, he does a goodbye potluck. So we're having potlucks all the time. And he will make enough food to carry the potluck on its own. I'm always teasing him because I'm like, you know, other people are bringing food too. You don't have to do it all. (laughs) But he does that. And I think it's a really nice gesture to show people that they're part of the family. I think food is one way that he brings people together. But he also reaches out to people in other ways. And that was actually one of the things that first really drew me to him. I remember one time I sat down next to this girl who I hadn't Met before. This was before me and my husband were married, by the way, before we were dating or anything like that. But I sat down next to this girl I didn't know, and we started talking, and somehow it came up that we both knew Marcos, who is my husband. And as soon as I mentioned his name, her face lit up. And she was like, you know Marcos? And it wasn't like she had a crush on him. It wasn't anything like that. But I could tell the way she said it that he meant a lot to her, that he had been there for her as a friend and that she really respected him and cared about him. And she knew he cared about her. And I've seen that on our unit as well. So I always love, so me and my husband work on the same unit. Now that we have kids, we don't work many of the same days. And so sometimes when there are new people, they haven't yet connected that we are husband and wife. So it's kind of fun sometimes when people first realize that and they always get so excited. They're like, oh, you're Abby, you're Marcos's wife, or I can't believe you guys are married. And it's just kind of fun. Often when people find out that I'm his wife, they tell me something about how kind he's been to them. So one time there was a nurse who was a new nurse on our unit, and she told me that during a shift one time, all of the nurses were sitting in the nurse's station in one corner and they were all just chatting and laughing. They had a little bit of downtime, but she was sitting off charting on a different computer in a different area of the unit. And she said, she got a page and it said, hey, get over here and hang out with us. And she was like, it meant so much to me that Marcos would think of me and realize that I was on the outside and just give me that in that invitation to come and hang out and laugh with everybody. So it can just be simple things like that. You don't need a systemic change across your hospital or your facility to make a big difference, but just something small to let people know you care. Here's another idea for you guys. If you're looking for more ways to build unity, this one came from one of my Bold Nurse Society members and I absolutely love it. So she was telling me that during the height of COVID at her facility, she could tell people were just down, right? People were burdened and stressed out. And she said she could tell they were craving connection. And so what she started doing was when she was charged nurse during those shifts is she bought these conversation starter cards. So they're called My Word and they're from intent.org. And they just have little questions on them. So they say things like, what makes you feel loved? Or how are you making a difference in the world? What is a defining moment in your life and how did it impact you? Some questions that help people get to deeper conversations and ask things that maybe they wouldn't normally ask when we're just sitting in the break room, right? Normally we just say, oh, what'd you do today? What Do you have plans for the weekend? And those things can be interesting, but sometimes it's hard to know what to ask to dive into deeper conversations with people, or we feel like we're being kind of nosy. And so these cards gave people that in to be like, it's all right to ask someone this question. So, what she would do when she was charge nurse is she would give out those cards to everyone. And then during the shift, if they wanted to, they could find someone and have the conversation, ask the question on their card. So, it's just kind of a simple, fun way to foster connection. So those are just a couple ideas for you guys, but I want you to be creative, to think about your strengths, what you're bringing to your unit, how you can reach out to people and connect with them just a little bit more. And as you do, it will have a ripple effect. You will be the glue and you will spread your sticky glueness to everyone on your unit. And that's how we create units that stick together. It can start with you. So I hope you guys will take that to heart. I know each of you has so much to bring to your units, not just your medical knowledge, but your heart and your compassion. I think when we don't take the time to really get to know each other and we just see each other as coworkers, we miss out on so much friendship and laughter and joy that's available to us in our jobs, and in our lives. So I hope you'll help your units tap into that as well. All right, you guys, thanks for being here for another episode. I love to chat with you. Please take a second, go to Apple Podcasts, and leave a review if you find this podcast to be helpful. That would mean the world to me. Thank you so much, and I will talk to you later. Take care. Play... there.